Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Fauché, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Equipping ELLs podcast. We are here to help you get ready for back to school, and we really want to help you get set up and build the foundations for a very successful school year. So these next couple of weeks, these episodes are going to be short, sweet, and to the point, and really help you just think through and decide what you want to do, how you want to set up your classroom, and what works best for you, your personality, your students that you're working with, your classroom space. There's so many things to think through. So today's episode is exactly that. We're going to be talking about the essential classroom setup. And really what I'm going to do today is just share a variety of different questions with you that you can think about and reflect on and really decide what you want to do going forward. Especially if you are a new teacher or new to ESL, there might be things that you might not be aware of that will be coming your way. So the more things that you can be prepared for, the better and smoother the school year is going to go. And so today, this really is exactly that. We're going to be talking about the essential teacher setup and the essential student setup. I've just learned over and over that the more you can prepare, the better off you're going to be and the better your school year is going to go. Let's first dive into the essential teacher setup. I'm going to go through a list of a variety of different things to think about and kind of give you some insight and perspective into this. But let's start first with lesson plans. All right. So you need to decide what you want to do and how you want to lay out your lesson plans for the year. Are you going to buy a paper lesson planner that's just generic and you're going to make work for you? That's what I originally did when I first started teaching. I then started printing my own planner and creating a digital version of it, but still printing it. So you need to decide, are you going to use a digital lesson planner or a printable lesson planner? I like to write things out still. I'm not sure if you're like me, but I will tell you this. 
There is a lot of technology that you can have at your fingertip and a lot of ways to streamline your lesson planning if you start to go digital. And so maybe that's a goal you have this year is to move over and have all your lesson plans be digital. There's so many amazing websites out there that you can go. You can just go Google. There's some that are free, some that cost money. Maybe you already have to do digital because you have to turn in your lesson plans. I don't know what your lesson plans or the expectation is, but I think the more that you can really think through what didn't work with your lesson plans last year and what do you need to help that to work. We're working on some lesson plans that we'll have for you I will put a link in the show notes if you're interested in some lesson plans, but we're really looking at ways we can give you all that you need when you're planning a lesson and really easily be able to remember to put in those talking points or what question stems do I want to use in this lesson? Or, oh yeah, here's a whole list of scaffolds. Let me just check the ones that I'm going to do. So we have created a digital and printable lesson plan. I know there's still the printable people out there, but I'm, I am telling you the more we can go digital and then just maybe have our checklist or to-do list written so we can write our thoughts down, the easier it's going to be for us to streamline our lesson planning process. So when we can add in hyperlinks and we can have everything in one place, that is going to really help. Think through what are your lesson plans going to look like this year? What didn't work last year that you want to update for this year? Start planning that now, figuring that out now. The next thing to think through is paper organization. This is still something that is, I I don't know why paper just can overtake a space for me. And I don't know why I think maybe I just don't like to throw things away or I'm, I'm in a rush. If that is you, this is something that I want to challenge you to set up a plan now of what you're going to do to stay on top of the paper organization. Because if you are a teacher that pushes in, you go to multiple classrooms, you go to multiple schools, this will overtake you quickly and you're going to lose a lot of precious time trying to find what you're looking for. Have you ever been in that situation where you know you made these photocopies and you cannot find them anywhere until the students leave and then you see them sitting right there where you should have seen them? So that's what we want to avoid. We want to think through what is the organization process going to look like? And how can you set up a system so that you stay on top of it? Recently, I was tutoring two girls. And every time I would bring something in, I would you know, be in a rush to clean up and they'd have different papers out. And I ended up continuing to just shove them all in a binder, shove the binder in a bag, and pretty much just wait until the bag broke because it was so heavy and then had to get a new bag. (laughs) I don't want this to happen to you. I don't want you to waste time trying to look through the binder to find the activity that you're supposed to do. Let's think through what would make the most sense for your paper organization. Are you going to try to keep most things digital? I know that this is advice from a lot of traveling teachers. If you're going to multiple schools, the more that you can have available in a digital format and the less that you're printing, the more organized you're going to be. So that might be an option to, you know, try to really have all your activities digital and then just really decide those few activities that you do need to print. Um, Try to keep all your lessons digital, you know, and in the presentation of what you're going to do with your student. Then, you know, if you have your computer, you're, you're prepped and ready to go. There's nothing worse when you're pushing into a classroom or you're at multiple schools and then you realize, oh, I forgot what I was going to do today at 
the other school or in my office at the other school. So thinking through these things now before the overwhelm hits is really important. Maybe you want to invest in a large cart or a large, you know, rolling bag or something that has a file folder system. So that this way, as soon as you finish your class, you can put the papers back with that group or however you want to organize it, um, maybe by language level or by topic. Something that you have on you and set up so that you will not just shove the papers and then move on. That's where the overwhelm is going to happen is as that pile starts to build up, as you start to lose things, it's you're going to waste time. So maybe you want to work on this this year of having your Google Drive very organized. I know this is another issue that I have had and am growing in um, is saving everything to my desktop. If you're like me, I hear you. It's a, it is a habit that I need to break um, because then my desktop looks like, yes, it's very overwhelming and stressful when I open my computer. So don't save everything to your desktop. Maybe you can create a filing system so that you're easily able to find the file that you're looking for. Maybe you do it by classes or by grade levels or by language level. Really think through. That's why I'm really encouraging you to take the time now before you get into the school year. Because if you think through, okay, this is what will help me and save my sanity because a lot of it is these little things that are happening where we're we're losing a file. We can't find this thing that I bought on TPT and now I can't find it anywhere and now I have to go find it again and now I've just spent something that should I should have been able to pull up and print that should have taken me 1 minute is now taking me 10 minutes because I my files aren't organized. Can you relate to that? If so, this is an area to really get under control because if you do then you're going to save a lot of those little headaches where it takes longer to do something when it doesn't need to. So stay on top of the paper organization. We're going to get into what that looks like for your students in a little bit. Supplies. Again, think through if you're a traveling teacher, if you push in, some of these things you might not have control on. But what are some supplies that you would want to have on you at all times? And that's what I want to talk about is if you're a travel teacher or if you're just a push-in teacher, Here are, in my opinion, the essentials that you should carry with you. One, your computer. Then if you have everything digital, you'll have it on you. Two, whiteboards and whiteboard markers. If you have whiteboards, there are so many games and activities you can do with just any topic. Bring whiteboards, whiteboard markers. I usually like to bring dice because that, again, you can write out six words that they've been working on, have them roll the dice, and all of a sudden, reading these words now has become a game. So that's something that on the fly, you can pull out of your bag and you're ready to go with a game, especially those times that they're getting antsy, they're getting distracted. A dice is always helpful. A timer is always helpful because if we only have 30 minutes with our students or less than that, then we want to be really intentional with the time that we're spending with them. I find that a timer, a visual timer is really helpful, especially if I'm starting off with maybe a five-minute speaking warm-up and I'm using my speaking cards. When I show them that timer, they're really quick to engage and to produce. If they don't have that visual timer, then they do get lost sometimes or not as maybe quick to respond. All right. To finish up with supplies, the few other things that I would have in my bag would be my own set of pencils or markers, crayons. Scissors, glue, even if it's just a small little bag, you know how long it takes a student to find a pencil if they're in your group. So 
if you can avoid having them have to go back in the class or looking around the classroom, you find pencil, just having your own set that is always helpful. And then some sort of stickers, stamps, if you're working with the younger kids, or maybe thinking through some sort of just incentive rewards for participation and trying new things, taking risks, all that kind of stuff. So knowing what your students like and bringing that along. So that's for supplies, things to think through. All right, let's keep going. Our communication with teachers. So this is huge. We want to really think through what is going to be the best form of communication with the homeroom teachers that I'm working with so that we can be on the same page and align. This is a big problem, I know, because you have maybe a couple minutes. Sometimes these conversations are happening in the hallway in passing, and that's not what's best for our students. But I know time is also really hard. And if they're not giving you common plan time, it's nearly impossible to find that time. So I, I encourage you to send a survey or send an email with the teachers you're going to be working with this year and find out what is the best form of communication for them. I would recommend setting up some sort of student database, whether if your school already has one, utilizing that. If they don't, so if they have something like Elevation, keeping notes in there and really encouraging homeroom teachers to look in there, see the progress, see what you're doing. If you don't have something like that, you can easily set one up in Google or there's something called Airtable. And we actually can share a free link with you of a ESL setup system that you could use to communicate. And it can just be a quick way that's there digitally just for you and the teachers you're working with to check in on the students and see you know, what you're doing with them, the progress you're seeing. I'm also going to share with you an observation form that I created on Google because sometimes it is so hard to find the time to either send an email about progress you're seeing or check in and talk about it. So I have found that after working with some students, if I can spend two or three minutes writing down my observations and then putting it into a Google form or a Google Excel, then that's a great way for me to keep track of those observations and to share them in meetings or to give access to the teachers that are working with that student so they can see if they're seeing the same thing and then we can you know, plan to have a meeting if we need to. But it's a great way to be in communication without having to find extra time in the day. But I would ask them and say, you know, what's the best way to communicate with you? Is it setting up a, a system like that? Is it through email? Is it through, you know, setting up a meeting or trying to find a common plan time? Be aligned so that you know going forward through this year, this is the best ways to communicate with these teachers. Another thing to do is to set up communication with parents. You want to set up something like Talking Points. It's an amazing app that you can use. There's a variety of different ones. But encourage your school to set that up school-wide before the school year so that you can show parents how to use that. It translates into multiple different languages. You can text it then to the parents because I know even as a parent now, I'm more likely to respond to the school and be aligned with what they're doing in communication terms of what they send through messages over email. Sometimes that gets lost or I don't read it right away. So being able to send messages to parents right through their phone is a great way for parent involvement and especially when it's in their language. So set up something like talking points. You can also create a newsletter and then translate it now in Canva. And we'll give you a link to this as well. In Canva, you can translate documents, which is very cool. Um, we'll give a little tutorial in the link that you'll find in the show notes. But essentially, you can take our newsletter template, put your information in, 
And then depending on the student population you serve, you can translate it into multiple different languages, just like that. So send it home and let them know who you are. All right. So now we're just going to briefly talk about the student setup because we're going to go more in depth on this next week when I share about creating a visually and language rich classroom. But some things to just think ahead of now is how are you going to store student materials? So again, your teaching materials are important, but then also what are you, what's the setup you're going to have for your students? Are they going to have notebooks? Are you going to glue the activities they do into the notebooks? Are the notebooks going to have dividers that they can then, you know, easily find? I think that's a great way to set up a a resource notebook so that these students will have this all year and be able to use this for life um, by putting in what you're learning inside that notebook and having it really clearly set up. So that's one option. Binders are also a great way um, to use, you know, the pocket sleeves or the hole punch and then keep everything really organized. And it's really becomes a showcase of all their growth and the work they've done this year. So think ahead of, of what you're going to do with that. How are you going to store the student materials? In your classroom, how is it going to be stored? Is there going to be a specific place that's going to have their stuff with with each group you work with or by each grade level? Thinking through these systems is so helpful for now when the first day comes and you already can show them, okay, as soon as you walk in, here's where your group is. This is where you're going to find your materials. Um, This is where you're going to put them back at the end of the lesson today. Set up those systems. It will make a difference. Some other things to think about is what apps or websites do you want to use this year and to see if they are on the student devices. There's nothing worse than getting excited about an app and then seeing that it's not set up yet on their devices or they're you're trying to log in and they can't log in or it's blocked. So anything that's with technology, take a little bit of time to go through it on a student device, see what it's like for them, see if you need to maybe create a visual cheat sheet so they know how to log in, um, what's their password, all those types of things. Think that stuff through now and it's going to go much smoother this year. And then the last thing is, do you have welcome folders set up? So things that I would put in a welcome folder would be the school calendar. um, It would be a visual schedule routine cards so that they can see what to expect each day. I would put teachers, all their teachers that they'll have, their names. You could even do maybe a QR code of the teacher saying their names so that they can listen and they can practice. They know who these people are. I'd put that newsletter with the info about you and then any you know specific information for the parents that would help them to help their kids at home too. I'd put in that welcome folder. Also, if they're newcomers, I'd put in survival flashcards and then maybe just some other simple activities about the school. So those are the things that will help you get set up for a successful school year by thinking those things through. If that's overwhelming, if you're a new teacher, I know that's probably very overwhelming to think through all those things. So don't worry about them all. Think through what do you feel like would be the, is going to be the biggest area of frustration for you and start there. And then throughout the year, you can, you know, fine tune and and find those areas that aren't working that well, and then focus on that. But just choose one or two that you want to really think through and get set up right now before the school year starts so that it is a successful school year. Thanks so much for listening today. I'll be back next week with an episode on eight ways 
to create a language and visually rich environment. I'll see you then. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.